stuff. Hello and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin and I'm joined as always by my brother, co-host, and fellow clown Holden. Hello. This week we're looking at Shang Wang's 2022 special, Sweet and Juicy, which is available on Netflix. (laughs) It's a great title. It's such a great title. It's a really, really good title. Uh, But before we get into that, Holden, what is your current hyperfixation? Um, it's, it's spooky season. Uh, so horror movies, I'm, I'm really rocking out with, um, just Halloween in general. I'm really excited for Halloween. I'm going to be dressing as Johnny Bravo this year. So I'm really, really excited for that costume. But very specifically, there is something that comes around every Halloween and I always forget about it. I did not realize it was on Spotify. It is called Ghost Duet. Oh, Ghost Duet. Yeah. So I didn't realize it was on Spotify. That's Louis Zong, right? Uh, I think so. I found a Spotify playlist, which I would hi- I highly recommend if you need, like, it's a lo-fi playlist. It's literally called Halloween Lo-Fi 2022 parentheses Spooky Chill Lo-Fi. It's got two pumpkins in the title, and the album cover is the, the great pumpkin from um, Over the Garden Wall. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I think that's <gasps> his name. Gotta watch that. We gotta watch that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that today, because I saw it's on HBO. Yeah, it's by, it's by Louis Zong. There's an animation for it, and there's a yeah, bunch of them. There's really like, uh, there's one that's like ghost duet plus a guest, and they have a little skeleton and stuff. But just the vibes of it are so nice. It's like a low whistle and a high whistle, and they're like ghost noises. It's it's so just look it up and listen to it. It's been I've been writing to this playlist, and every time it comes on, I just put it on loop, and it's literally one minute exactly. So I know how many minutes I've been working for because I'll <laughs> listen to it like like thirty or forty times in a row. Uh, this reminds me of two things. One, there was a song you introduced to me last year when we went pumpkin picking with all of our friends, and it was the Mothman song, and I have not listened to it since, but it has never once left my brain. It's like, believe, believe, yes, you can, believe in the power of the Mothman. I have not looked it up once. I introduced that to you? Yeah. That was me? Yeah. You played that in the car on the way down to Lacey. Anyway, the second part, uh, that reminded me of, is that, like, frog the little frog video that you're like obsessed that you were obsessed with for a little while oh my god i know exactly what you're talking about it's so fucking cute i don't know what the hell that is what is it? it's like even it's like froggy solo or something i think so something like and it's that. just this little cute animation of a of a song playing and a frog like singing along yeah, to it it's really cute anyway i'm so soft <laughs> how about some context how about some fucking context griffin so, Shang Wang is a Taiwanese-American stand-up comic, and he was a staff writer for the ABC sitcom Fresh Off the Boat, uh, but he did grow up in Houston, though he was born in Taiwan. It is a lot of observational comedy. Uh, he said he says in his thing that he had a business degree, but then he went into uh, stand-up comedy, much to the chagrin of his immigrant parents. He's actually been active since 2002, so the man's been active for about 20 years, because he went into stand-up, like, right after he graduated, uh college from uc berkeley good for him but i think he did even say in the special that he had like an old job he ha- i think he competed in 2015's last comic standing but he generally i think yes his first special is sweet and juicy which was released ju- just back in september and he also opened for john mulaney at Clusterfest in 2009 well look at that oh he also writes uh, he also cites maria bamford dave attell and Richard Hawkins' influence, and most importantly... I can see that for sure. Yeah, we should cover Maria Banford. I love her. She's great. His work often draws comparisons to Mitch Hedberg. And 
I definitely felt that as well during this. Yeah, like even before I I did a quick look at the Wikipedia page while we were looking watching the special earlier. Also, this is a bit of a of a of an atypical episode because we watched the special a couple of hours ago. Yeah, uh, I had to go to work. Yeah, cuz just scheduling has been silly this week because I've worked we, a lot. It's a whole thing. But we usually watch the special and then immediately record, but it, we had a multiple hour gap. That was a lot shorter than we were anticipating, but uh, which is good because I need to go to bed. I need to play Fortnite. <laughs> Cringe, bro. I, f- first off, fuck you. I have been, pl- I, you know what? I will out myself. I have been playing a lot of Fortnite recently with some work friends, and you know what? It's it's fun. But my point is, uh, I was already seeing like a lot of Mitch Hedberg in this dude, just because. Yeah, like, the vibe too. The and, like, vi- that kind of style. First and foremost, the vibes coming off this man were very similar to Mitch Hedberg. Less anxious and drug-addled, but I think he even says he, he's done drugs a few times in his, uh, in his special, he said it. I mean, Mitch Hedberg, he, he used to do drugs. He still does, but he used to, too. Well, I mean, he died. But he doesn't do anything He anymore. doesn't do anything anymore, but, uh, but the vibes coming off him, and just, like, the, his delivery and the way, because he's, he's almost entirely observational humor. Yeah. And he just, it's, it's very much the way he talks. He has such a good... And such a, like, recognizable and specific comedic cadence mm-hmm. of just, like, he's kind of slow talking and just kind of meanders through his sentences, but it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like he's talking like this and super boring and slow. No, he's very enthusiastic. He's, he's like, enthusiastic, but he's also, like, kind of lower and, yeah, like, he's he's chill. Low, he's low-tempo chill, but he's not boring because he's, he's enthusiastic about saying the ridiculous shit he says, and because he's also just saying, like, ridiculous shit constantly. Yeah, he, he has the vibe of a pothead who is stoned, but is excitedly telling you everything they know about pot. <laughs> if you've ever had that conversation with a pothead, they'll be like, they'll like... <laughs> So, like, the difference between, like, indica and sativa is, like, sativa is this and indica is that. And sometimes you get hybrids. and Like, he's very energetic but also, like, soothing and calm at the same time, if that makes sense. Something that he's also very good at is he very much looks like he's able to kind of pull off that thing, like, where it looks like his comedy's really coming straight off the dome. Yeah. Like, his jokes and stuff. Like, because he does a lot of non sequiturs. I mean, like, who who doesn't love a good non sequitur or kind of like a bit of, not an absurdist punchline, but a bit of a random punchline. But I know we were talking, was it last week about observational humor? And uh... there was someone who's punchline I didn't think was strong because it was observational humor. And you pointed that out and I was like, it wasn't well done. It was probably that last, last week. week. Who did we cover last week? I don't remember because I didn't even edit the episode last week. You didn't. Who the fuck did we? Cover oh, Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer. Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. It was Burt Kreischer. I didn't think that his his observational comedy was very strong, but like Sheng Wang does nothing but observational comedy, and it's fucking great. Oh yeah. His observational comedy is a style, and like you do have to hone it. Burt Kreischer. I don't think his observational stuff was his strongest suit. It was real. Or maybe it was. Hang on, I might be talking out of my fucking ass. Cause is not his, his. Him talking about his, his family is, observational. Yeah, it is observational. Okay, so don't listen to me. I'm a fucking idiot, a hack and a fraud. Um. Okay, fine. My ass is fat and my brain is big. <laughs> I'm just a silly human being. Holden pointed a gun at me, yeah. and I don't want him to fucking shoot me again. <laughs> what an episode that was, eh? <laughs> so yeah, I. So ignore me while I sound like a, a complete dipshit. But I think that 
I think Shang Wang's observational humor was much broader. I would even argue to say, in spite of the fact that I just looked like a total dipshit, that Burt Kreischer's a bit more situational as opposed to observational, a, if there's even a difference. A little bit situational and observational. It's, it's kind of like, it's a thing. Uh, you know, it... It's like when you start picking apart genres, you kind of realize, like, there's not really, like, genres kind of don't exist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like... How genre is both extremely fluid and surprisingly rigid. Yeah. So, like, let's let's not split hairs. Let's um Because I could, because you know me, I am a fucking pedant. So I could, I could argue about, like, what defines this, that, or the other thing for fucking hours. The problem is, no one likes doing that except me. And no one is going to find that interesting. That's going to be terrible radio. Yeah, so, like, new metal is, like, a thing. Like, new and you metal, which is, like, from, like, the consensus I get about new metal is, like, people are like, oh, like, the epitome of new metal is, like, corn. Corn is new metal. It's like, okay, so what makes new metal new metal? It's like, well, like, kind of like a rap style in the lyrics and stuff and, like, using, like, DJ equipment. It's like, okay, corn doesn't do either of those things. This is also the second episode that I have talked about corn, uh, in a row. No, no. Last week. No, I talked about corn with Monica. Oh, okay. We we did. We did the, uh, the the metal. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I remember. I remember now. (laughs) So stupid. Welcome to corn stuff. (laughs) No. Say it. Corn holing. Not even an (laughs) attempt at a joke. That's not even a joke. That's just a word. That's two words. I'm getting I'm getting unanimous yeah, get, disapproval from everybody a, in the room. We're getting Miranda is in the from room the, from the producer. Getting a, a huge thumbs down. She's not even looking at me. She's just giving me a thumbs down. Anyway, welcome to Griffin is talking like a fucking dipshit. But that's also because Griffin is running on like three days of six hours of sleep. So we're in for some weird vibes. Yeah, today. I'm also very tired right now. So you're going to eat the mic. No, I was going to throw it the mic. <laughs> he has a specific joke that I want to call attention to. Because he has a whole thing about how he does a whole thing about how he like went to Canada and like bought non-alcoholic beer on accident, <laughs> and he still drank the whole six pack. And he said something like, "I have non-alcoholism too." That's a Mitch Hedberg joke. That is, yeah. Like, th- I'm not saying like, oh, that's a thing Mitch Hedberg said. No, 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 no. Right, he's not like a bit biter. No, that's a thing Mitch Hedberg would say almost verbatim. Oh, for sure. And I think. Like, I hesitate to call him the the second coming of Mitch Hedberg because Mitch Hedberg had such a, a distinct style. There's a little more structure to Shang Wang than bit, there is yeah, to Mitch Hedberg. There's a little well. more structure, there's a little more story. I don't want to say there's a little bit more of a point, but Mitch Hedberg was very much a rambler, and that was part of his charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll cover Mitch Hedberg eventually. Very much so. I, 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 he's another comedian that we grew up really listening to but i think his stuff still holds up if i remember i've listened to some of his stuff there's like a he you know welcome to let's not talk about the comedian we're actually talking about (laughs) stuff um there are a few times where he's like used like some outdated terms but other than that like his jokes are still pretty solid yeah but like there is obviously a difference but i think if you're looking for incredibly similar vibes and styles to mitch hedberg sheng wang is a good choice absolutely uh so we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna go on to favorite and least favorite bit I didn't even. I didn't even don't, give you about first. Don't, don't even. Don't even start. Don't even fucking start. Okay. I'm Here trying. are the ads. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter.
My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review funny stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, Recommend funny stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today. If you haven't, remember that you are so loved, at least by me, and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. She be strog my off until strogan I beef she off. I'm s- I <laughs> I don't smell burnt toast. <laughs> I'm not having a stroke. I am. I and neither are you, dear listener. Welcome <laughs> back. Now we're back. That was, yes. Anyway, uh, what was your favorite bit? I think my favorite bit was when he was talking about uh, immigration. Okay. So he he's like first generation America, like American, like his friend, not his friends. Jesus Christ. I mean, I hope they're his friends. His parents came from Taiwan, right? Yes, Taiwan. Yeah, his his parents came from Taiwan, and he actually has this really, really like it's not a very funny section, but it is one of those things that is deeply like eye opening, where he's like. He makes the joke of, uh, you know, I don't know if I would do the same thing my parents did for my kids because that sounds really inconvenient. And then I thought he was like, because he jokes about how his mom on her birthday would get like, I think he's it was an egg. Yeah, a single egg. She'd get a single extra egg. And then like for his birthday, his parents would do like presents and cakes and like his friend would stay over. And, and I thought he was talking about how he wouldn't do all that stuff for his kids because it sounds really inconvenient. But then he goes in to talk about like, think about it. You leave your entire family, your community, your life, everything just so your children could have a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then they are just stand up comedians. <laughs> And then he goes into this whole bit about how he went to business school. Like he has a business degree. And at the end of his time in college, he was like, hey, I want to be a comedian to his parents. And his parents were just so like, like <laughs> he says, like, imagine you put your kid through college. They go through it all. And then they and they still in the end try and find a way to make themselves struggle. <laughs> and it was just so funny because it felt so genuine and honest about just his entire like kind of vibe of like yeah because was... he he talks like a veg very 
I'm, I am having a stroke. He talks like a very educated person, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting because he, he, he really does talk like a very well-educated uh, person, but he's saying complete nonsense. He's saying complete and utter bullshit, and it's great. He's, he's very, very educated, but he is also a very, very, very silly person. He's one of those people that I feel like is very much like he's just has an interesting world, like an interesting view of the world. Yeah, kind of like a like a, a like Chris a Chris Fleming, Fleming or um or a Daniel Sloss. I think we said the same thing about uh, like Eddie Izzard. I feel as well. Eddie Izzard. I think we said that about her. Like she has such an interesting worldview. Yeah, it's just Brian the, David Gilbert has David such Gilbert. an interesting worldview. Yeah, like they're not necessarily like funny comedians, but they're people who just have an incredibly funny and interesting way of looking at the world. I think that he no, has it was, that it was but, also uh burke kreischer's daughter isla that yeah, we were talking yeah she about. has kind she, of a she just like looks at the world with, like complete like an alien but the difference between like sheng wang and like an eddie izzard mm-hmm. not to say that eddie izzard isn't funny i really enjoyed her stuff but he's a very funny comedian yes he has he he kind of really took that interesting worldview and really was able to put it into yeah being funny because you got people like chris fleming who is by no means not funny he's incredibly funny but he is so far from a typical comedian yeah he is so and and again but that's part of his charm and like part of the charm is that he's just an incredibly weird person there there's like no comedian out there who will have songs like it's never who you want to be polyamorous <laughs> who's polyamorous and like the boba t manifesto or or uh, i'm afraid to talk to men i'm afraid to talk to men or wug which is wildly unlikable guy <laughs> like but like it, it welcome wang, to chris fleming stuff shang wang is very much that type of i get what you're saying he's that type of person but he's actually like a comedian's comedian. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I feel like he is the type of comedian that other comedians fucking love, you know. Because there are some comedians that not everyone really likes, but there's comedians that everyone who does stand up fucking loves, and they're like Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. Comedians fucking, especially when he was like young, but I think they were just kind of shocked. Like it's a lot of older white men were shocked that this like twenty year old like this kid who's from the pussy generation is saying all this like you know this hardcore stuff like but in reality like Bo Burnham is just like really dying for his art and like yeah he said some stuff that was a whole thing but like people like older comedians really liked Bo Burnham and it could have been because he was a young kid who was like wildly successful it also could have been because he's like a comedian's comedian Mm -hmm. what was your favorite bit my favorite bit was actually when he was talking about uh like the friends he made uh, that he plays basketball with every week. That is a really fucking good bit. But what really got me was when he was talking about uh, his, like, if these guys, if he was ever going to do a heist, these guys would be his team. Uh, and he's like, we've got uh, a Mexican cop so he can, like, run defense for us on illegal trouble, on legal lines. We've got a Taiwanese businessman. And we've got, we've got my one friend. He's white, but he's just there <laughs> or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't, he's like, he has powers. I do not understand. He, ha- he has no technical skills, no technical skills, but, but he's, he's white. white. So but he's white. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I love, I love heist humor because I, I love, love heists. I, actually, I love, well, not heist humor. I love heists. I love heist movies. A heist movie, a good heist movie will make you immediately like, isn't that, isn't that a Dan Cook thing where it's like a good heist movie makes you want to do a heist? No, that's a me thing. Dan Cook does have uh, a joke where it was like, um, 
a woman said to him that all men want is all, all every man wants only is just sex and he says no every man wants two other things one a pet monkey <laughs> and two to be in a heist <laughs> and have something like go wrong like be running down main street with an ak-47 screaming shooting at cops screaming where is the van <laughs> and you know what i can't help but agree i want maybe not a monkey because i've seen nope and <laughs> i've I've, you know, monkeys are dangerous to have pets, but, uh, I would love to do a heist. Every time I watch a heist movie is my barometer for, is it good? Is do I immediately want to clear off my kitchen counter and start planning something? <laughs> and if I don't feel like doing that after the end of the movie, it wasn't a good heist movie. <laughs> uh, did you have a least favorite bet? Genuinely? No, I, I can't think of one. No, I thought this was. Rock fucking solid. Yeah, a very solid, very, you, you even said very, very approachable. approachable. Yeah, it's super approachable because he doesn't, it's not even like TVMA. It's TV14. Yeah, he doesn't even say. I don't say he has fuck. I don't think he says fuck at all. I don't think all. he says fuck or shit. Yeah, I don't, I'm thinking about this. I don't, yeah, he's, I don't think he cursed that yeah, much Yeah, he's all. like a very clean comic. He gets like kind of political, but he doesn't really take like any kind of hard political stance like his his hard political stance he takes is like immigrating to america from another country is difficult and inconvenient mm -hmm. that's not really a super fucking hardcore political stance that's just a fact that's yeah that's just a fact so holden out of 10 sweet and juicy comics what would you rate this special i'm gonna say seven and a half just because i'm like somewhere between seven and eight and that mm -hmm. feels like literally the perfect point I think I'd I'm, go as high as an eight. I think I'm also going to give it like a seven and a half. It's no, I think I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight because it's rock solid. It's incredibly approachable. He has such a unique and funny style that I am. I am very much hoping that within the next couple of years, he releases another special. Oh, yeah. Because I want to hear more of his stuff. Also, he gets introduced at the top of it from another comedian um, who's great. She does a lot of work. Uh, Ali Wong. Doesn't she have like bits about eating her husband's butt? Uh, probably. She She's a very raunchy comedian. And people like, so she, her first stand-up special she released, she was pregnant when she filmed it. Yes, this is. And the, then yes, she, she was did. pregnant. 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 She was pregnant <laughs> again. Preget. She was pregnant again for her second stand-up special. So apparently, like people would like dickheads would like come up to her and like touch her belly and be like, "So is this like your thing now?" And she, in an interview, she was literally like, "It's not fucking rainbow suspenders. Like I'm actually growing a human in me. <laughs> like I just happen to be pregnant. I'm just." She was also in Birds of Prey. Was she? Yeah, very briefly. Uh, she is. The DA that the one uh, that Renee Montoya was had a thing with. Yeah, she used to date. That. God, I loved that movie. That's a good movie. I heard a thing. We're gonna get off on a little tangent. So I heard a thing about uh, how Harley Quinn is an unreliable narrator, mm -hmm. and to make herself look not so terrible and slightly better is that the scene in the police station with the grenade launcher. Uh huh. Um, all the glitter and paint is actually blood and guts, but she feels kind of bad for doing it. <laughs> so, so she lies and says that they were fine when in reality, she's probably going on a fucking killing spree. I would believe either or. Well, yeah, because I mean like she does like 
murder the fuck out of some dudes like immediately after. That is one of my favorite superhero movies. It's ever. a good movie. It's amazing. I like that. Movie. Anyway, that brings us to the end of talking about this special. But before we go, Griffin, what funny this week? So I find out this morning that apparently Ben and Jerry's employees are entitled to three free pints of ice cream a day. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not the funny part. That's a lot. I hope they have good health care because that's diabetes waiting. Oh, I'm I'm sure they do because Ben and Jerry's is like known to be a a relatively, extremely progressive company. Um, Relatively. They're a company. As, yeah, they're, they're a bit, pretty big corporation. I think they're as forward thinking as as a large business in late stage capitalism can be. But the funny part is, is that apparently <laughs> the employees have formed their own unofficial barter economy based on these on this knowledge and based on these <laughs> this ice cream. <laughs> Say more right now. I, d- I, I didn't hear more. So it's like, but, I got three pints of Cherry Garcia. What do you got? <laughs> what, what would you do in exchange for three pints of Cherry Garcia? I can give you f- I can give you two pints of I give you, rum I will, ripple. I will go on a date with you for three for four pints of Cherry Garcia. It is done. Um, cherry Garcia is fucking good, too. But, like, I don't know. I love when... I love when shit like that just happens. That's so fucking like goofy. how, or, or it's very similar to how like like how dolphins and crows can learn capitalism. Like, not this is not an endorsement of capitalism or saying that it's natural. It's not, and it's bad. But the fact that these things will just kind of happen out in nature, and well, they can be taught these things. Dolphins or, and crows can choose to do evil. So. Dolphins and crows can choose to do evil. They absolutely can. And they are. They are. Some people. of them have. They are people. Some of them have chosen to do the evil of capitalism. <laughs> but it's. I just love when things are just wild to the point where, like, yeah, we have an unofficial barter system where we just use Cro- this as so our currency. Apparently, um, it is the another tangent. Um, it's theorized that um, crows are in their stone age. Yeah. That yeah. Crows are gonna just like in you know a decent amount of time. Not even in their stone age. I don't know who's to, who's to say, but like event like the next like hyper intelligent creature that is going to like be in charge of the earth, provided we're still here, um, would be crows, which would be apparently like would likely would be long after humans have ascended to something or have died. Assuming or there, both, <laughs> assuming there are crows left after there are humans, and... then there will probably be a crow race. Anyway, uh, thank you so 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 on that. On that very cheery note, sour note. On that very cheery note, thank you so 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 much for listening. We hope you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at donut daddy donut underscore daddy on Twitter capital donut. D capital daddy D that was a that was maybe the worst way I could have said that but we're keeping it I tweet stupid shit my most recent tweet I believe was um nut in a tissue call that coming clean anyway we will on that on that even worse note to end on uh we will be back next week with Eliza Schlesinger's special Elder Millennial which is also available on Netflix thank you once again so 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 much for listening and we will see you next time on the clown show bye bye <laughs>